We'll begin the morning with sitting quietly for just a couple of minutes, and then I'll give some teachings. So as you're sitting, just noticing the shift from the movement and activity before coming into the hall, into the stillness of your posture. Just noticing, simply noticing what's here now. So as we begin this morning, I'd like to explore with you a number of different points about our practice, and and then we will have some meditation together as a way of entering into the practice. One of the first places to begin this exploration is really around uh, considering this concept of the mind. One of the really important aspects of, uh, might say, Buddhist training or Buddhist practice is about uh, training the mind. And yet, I wonder if we've really considered deeply what is this mind, 
We talk about mind, but what is it? Usually when we consider what the mind is, we're usually imagining that it has something to do with thinking, the thinking mind. Because generally this is the mind that we know most well. This mind that thinks, or the mind of ideas, or concepts, or views, and opinions, and um, kind of our world view, the way we, we think about things. And this is usually the mind that leads. This is usually what directs our experience, is the way that we think about things, or or the way that our thoughts pull us one way or another. And yet there's another aspect of mind which sometimes we may not give so much consideration to. And that's what we can call the aware mind. That aspect of mind that is awake or conscious. The aware mind. And so in meditation practice and Buddhist training, we want to know this aspect of mind, this aware mind. Because generally, we're so uh, involved with what we might call the objects of awareness, the thinking, the sights, the sounds, the taste, the smells... Uh, all the, those those experiences that are that experiences that are arising in awareness, we get very involved in all of those experiences, and we're not really so aware of the awareness. We're not so aware generally that we're actually conscious, we're present, we're here. And so one, one way we begin to orient in our practice is to get a sense or an experience of this quality of aware presence, of being present. What's that like? What's the actual experience of being here? And so, so we're wanting to orient our attention or understanding or awareness. Is, you know, this is where the words sometimes can get a little bit um, um, uh, complicated or not so accurate because we're, we're having to bring in awareness of awareness. And really there isn't. You can't separate it up so much. But we're wanting to get a feel We're wanting to have a sense of what's it like to be here, to be present, to be aware. Because so often we're leading with our thinking and we're not so much considering kind of this, sometimes it's a feel of just settling back. Oftentimes it's a feeling of coming back into our body. You know, just as you're sitting here right now, you know, what, is the, what does it feel like to actually be here? It can help to sometimes connect with the body, kind of feel the sense of the body on the pillow, the sensations of your body here, maybe your breath, the sounds, the light, the, the quality of the room. You know, what is this? What's the, what's the actual 
uh, substance of this experience. When we're not just thinking about something or, 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 or caught up in the past, of just the, the recent past of just what's happened, or our plans about the future, but this settling into being here now. All experience, all experience are these experiences of, uh, really, it's, it's six experiences, the mind and the body. So the experience of the body is simply seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, and a feeling of the body, sensation, the sensing of the body. This is the experience of the body. So we have these five experiences, and then we have the experience of the mind, which is generally thoughts, images, and this quality of consciousness itself. So this is what we're, when we're paying attention, when we're being mindful of our experience, this is what we're attending to. We're attending to the experience of our body and the experience of our mind. This is the totality. You know, when we start to break it down, it, uh, ho- hopefully it becomes more simple because our experience can seem very complex sometimes, very complicated. But through the practice of mindfulness and our, our meditation, we're hoping that we start to have more of a sense of the simplicity of experience, that actually things can become much more simple really, then our mind makes things out to be. Because it's really only our mind, thinking mind, that makes things so complicated. And this is really one of the beauties of our practice, is that as we understand and as we practice and have more training, we can simply orient more to the simplicity the simple moment-to-moment unfolding of experience, the flow of experience. We're wanting to know this. So what's it like to be aware? Let's do a little exercise together, just a very simple little exercise, because awareness can seem so mysterious Sometimes when we're not, you know, it can almost seem esoteric, you know, awareness, you know, or consciousness, you know, can be so elevated and, you know, something so special. But yet awareness is something that we are swimming in all the time because we are conscious beings, we are conscious beings. That's part of our nature, part of the fabric of who we are. So, so what is this awareness? What's it like to be aware? So just as you're sitting there, um, let your hands touch. Bring your hands together and just touch your hands. So how do you know this touch? 
Can you, can you feel the sensations of your hands touching? You kind of bring that, bring that sensation of the touch into your awareness. And then consider, how do you know that your hands are touching? The aware mind is paying attention, or you wouldn't know. If awareness wasn't here, you wouldn't be able to feel your hands touching. Awareness is what allows the knowing. And now see if you can feel the touch of your lips together. Even if you have to move your lips a little bit to bring that sensation forward, just feeling your lips touching. Were you aware of your lips touching before I asked you to feel that? We can only know where the awareness is located at any given moment. Awareness brings life into aliveness, into manifestation. Without conscious awareness, we wouldn't have life. We wouldn't know our experience. And so we're wanting to recognize more and more this quality of awareness so that we can uh, be here for our experience. We can be here for life. And as we start to recognize this awareness, what happens is that we can begin to know more when we're not aware. There's a quality or a distinction that starts to arise. Words go, and we know, we've, we've all done this. It's like, where was I the last five minutes? <laughs> or where was I that last week sometimes I've heard people say where was I for 12 years of my life when we start to wake up and we come more into the fullness of our experience that contrast of being here and not being here becomes more apparent more obvious and sometimes rather startling And as we, as we start to pay attention to this more in what happens in our meditation, we recognize when we're lost or spaced out or mm, just caught up in our, our memories or our plans. And then there's that moment where we just kind of s- snap out of it. It's like waking up from a dream sometimes. It's like when we're waking up and, whoa. Where was I? And there seems to be a a longing 
or a desire as human beings to be awake. There seems to be a pull or we might say a call, a longing really. I experience it as a longing to be here in my life. I have been given a life and there is a way that there naturally uh, in, in, the, in the heart, in, the, in ourselves, we want that life. We want to live that life. One teacher of mine, uh, Hamid Ali, uh, calls it, actually calls that the enlightenment drive. Kind of a, a drive for awakening or a, a drive to wake up into experience, more and more experience, that there is a natural drive within us for that. So we're, we're, that, that, I feel, is already here with us, and, and it brings us here. Last night, Catherine was asking us to reflect on what is it that brings you here, what motivates you, what is it that you want, and there's something, there's something that pulls, there's something that draws us. Or you wouldn't be here right now. So we can, we can draw on that energy, that longing that we already have that brings us here to help us wake up, to support us in the practice. So, so for this, there's, there's two primary supports for us, as we begin to enter into this together, one of them is to relax. This emphasis on relaxation. And we can actually help ourselves to relax. Because the practice is easier, and we do want it to be easy, right? I mean, we want it to be easy. So we want to support ourselves to relax because the mind, our mind is more naturally aware when we are relaxed. So one of the things that we start to identify and pay attention to are ways that we're not so relaxed. And we see if we can then help ourselves by, so by noticing, oh, my shoulders are really tight, I'm not really breathing, my hands are, are tense and tight. If we notice that, see if you can relax. Soften. Breathe. It's like helping yourself to remember that one of the primary uh, supports for a natural awareness is to be relaxed. So, so we don't have to, you know, sometimes we might think, you know, sometimes we hear in this, in this um, teaching, you know, let, it, let things be, let things be. And so sometimes it might be, well, I'm tense, so let it be. <laughs> That's not really what we're talking about. It's really to become aware of what's happening and see how we can actually support ourselves to let go and to be more at ease, to be more relaxed, to be more calm, any, any, to bring the wisdom of our understanding, to bring what we know is a, a helpful thing, 
Like somebody said last night that she was here because of self-care. And this is self-care. We want to take care of ourselves. So when we notice ways that we're feeling tense or tight or, or stressed or whatever it is, bringing in those supports, which we will talk about and encourage over the week. Breathing. Relaxing the shoulders. All different kinds of movement. That anything that helps the, the, the system to, to be more calm and relaxed. Which then relaxes the mind. So, and when the mind is relaxed, we're more naturally present, we're more naturally here. Because what we're relaxing is the tendency to hold on to our ideas and our concerns about the past and our fears and our worries about the future. That's what makes us feel tense. That's what makes us feel stressed. And so as we start to relax through the body, relax the mind, we begin to relax our worries and our concerns, our fears. So we support ourselves in this way. This is an essential part of our practice that we're doing here. And the second support is the body. And I've already begun to mention that. Really drawing on the body, using the body, the breath. We, if you've had experience with meditation, you know that we draw on the breath as a, as a primary support for this grounding and presence and relaxation. We can draw on this. Feel the body. Grounding through the body as you're sitting here right now. Can you feel or sense your body sitting here as you're listening? That's a practice, you know, to be able to listen and be present to uh, words that are being spoken and also have a sense of your body sitting here so you know you're here. You may be feeling your body, as I was saying earlier, the sensations of your body touching the pillow or the chair or the bench, the breath. Coming back, this returning back to your experience. The wonderful support. So these are two primary supports that we want to draw on as we're practicing over these days. Helping ourselves, this self-care, relaxing and, and feeling and sensing our body. And we use, um, one of the, the companion practices here is the walking meditation, and which I'll talk a little bit about later. In the, in the walking meditation, we really draw on the sense of grounding through the body, feeling our feet on the ground, knowing where we are, standing, walking, a sense of presence. All of this to really support this brightening of awareness, bringing awareness to the, to the fore. And I want to say that you know sometimes we're not able to relax. Sometimes we're not able to uh, soften and relax the places of tension and stress in our body. And so then we just want to see if we can just bring a very soft kind of gentle awareness to the places of tension, 
to the places of tightness, that they may not release those, those, those knots and the tight places in our body and in our mind. They may not release. But yet we still bring a very soft touch of our awareness, like a caress. Sometimes I like that word, this caress of awareness, just to our experience right where we are, to our body, to our mind, without having to uh, uh, try to make our experience different than it is. It's bringing this loving, kind attention to ourselves. We just see, we see what we can, what we can, uh, uh, how we can support ourselves and how we're not able to. And yet this awareness, there's power in the attention There's power in the gentle awareness itself to help bring in the softness and the kindness of mind, which is already a relaxed mind. So our practice of awareness, a practice of awareness to know that you are aware and to know what you are aware of. This is the primary practice. In fact, we can form this as questions, as two questions that I would like to offer you as part of your practice. That every now and then you ask yourself, am I aware? Simple. (laughs) Am I aware? And then the second question, what am I aware of? Because if you're aware, there's something that you're aware of because awareness arises with the objects of experience, of sights or sounds, tastes, smell, sensations, thoughts, mental activity. What am I aware of? As we do this, we start to build some continuity of our mindfulness, of our awareness. Moment to moment to moment, as much as we possibly can. Am I aware? What am I aware of? And as we continue to do that, there's a momentum that builds so the, so the mindfulness as well as concentration starts to develop, and we feel carried by that. It's like we don't have to work so hard. There's a a power or a strength in the mind that is working on its own. But in the beginning, we need to put in some effort. We need to have some uh, intention to get things going. One way, I have a friend who who, uh, had a a lovely way of talking about this. She said, it's like, um, you know those little scooters? Maybe I, I mostly um, younger young people ride these little scooters. Maybe some of you ride scooters. But these little uh, metal, metal ones. And in the be- to begin, you have to put one foot on the scooter, and then the other foot, you have to kind of push, push it along so that you're uh, tap, tap, tapping your foot along and then to get it going, 
So it takes some balance, it takes some effort, and then at some point, there's enough momentum with the scooter that you just lift the other foot on, and then you're just riding. You're just going along. At some point, that scooter will lose some momentum, unless you're going downhill or something, you've got some other support. You'll lose some momentum, but then you'll have to put the foot down again and then tap, 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 kind of push it along, get some more momentum, and then put your foot back up again, and then you can ride. And so our practice is very much like that. We have to, put, we have to tap, 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 kind of push things along, because our mind won't really have the the strength or, or the stability of attention to be able to focus moment to moment to moment. It's just natural. And yet at, with practice, we start to build that and get stronger and more powerful. This is how, this is how it works. So it can help to offer these, what I call these prompts or these questions. It's part of the, the tapping Am I aware? Am I aware? Even remembering to ask the question already is, you know, shows that there's some um, uh, awareness and wisdom operating in the mind. It's like, oh yeah, I'm here to practice awareness. <laughs> sort of this remembering why I'm actually here. Why, what am I actually doing? Right. And then what am, I, what am I aware of? So that, so that we can see more and more that awareness arises with the objects of experience. They arise together. They're not separate. It's not like we're trying to get to some place called awareness that is separated from some kind of experience. We just want to know. We want to be here for our experience. And then the last part, this other um, third part, I might say the third question, a very important part. We have the am I aware? What am I aware of? Then there is how am I being aware What's the quality of mind? What's the quality of my attention? Is there a way that I'm grasping on to my experience, holding on, wanting my experience to be a certain way? Or is there a way that I'm rejecting my experience, that I'm pushing away? I don't want to have this experience. Or is there a way that I'm actually Uh, not paying attention at all. Just kind of dull or sleepy or indifferent. What's actually the quality of the mind? And this we call, it's where it's called the attitude, the attitude of the mind. It's actually the second uh, factor on the Eightfold Noble Path. What's the mind filled with? Is there grasping in the mind or is the mind free? open, allowing, accepting of what is. And so more and more we begin to notice the very very, 
a, a pattern of mind that is giving rise to our pain and our, our suffering, our dis-ease. Because whenever we're grasping, whenever we're holding on, this is what's giving rise to this dis- discomfort or dissatisfaction in our experience. And so we begin to recognize this as part of what we're paying attention to. And as we do, we learn and discover our mind. We discover what's actually happening, what's moving through, what's operating that gives rise to our 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 unhappiness and gives rise to our happiness. One of the things that we see is that when we have expectations on ourselves or we have expectations on what we want to have happen in our practice, in our meditation, we might really begin to notice that as a kind of contraction a way that we are we're, we're tightening, or or, or uh, we we get we get contracted. We can we actually can feel it energetically. <laughs> kind of the body gets tight and contracted. The mind gets contracted. And when we notice that, we can see if we can relax. Just let go, relax, breathe, coming into the body as a support for the letting go. And yet we'll need to really recognize and understand that this is the cause, this is the condition that arises that gives rise to our discomfort and our disease. And until we know that really well, we either won't notice or we won't let go. So it's certainly one of the key things that we're investigating and we're exploring here in the practice. And we'll see that there are layers and layers of attitude, <laughs> layers and layers of ways that we are uh, tinkering with experience, that we are uh, trying to make our experiences in a certain way according to our ideas, both of how what we think meditation is about, what these teachings are about, but also about how we think we should be or I should be here in this practice. Lots of ideas will get exposed as we start to look at this. So we're cultivating as much as we can what we call this wise attitude, a wise uh, relationship with our experience. And a wise attitude is the quality of the observing mind that is at ease with whatever it is observing, whatever it is engaged with. We're at ease, we're allowing, we're accepting. There's a kindness towards what's here. So working with these three questions as a way to, kind of, I call it a portal, a way in to this practice of exploration, exploration of mind, exploration of awareness.
So am I aware? What am I aware of? And how am I being aware? Today I'm, I'm going to give you um, a handout, a printout of um, 25 points or 25 reflections um, that you can use for your practice that I found quite helpful. Um, these points are called points, um, uh, points for right, right attitude or wise attitude. And um, these were... Um, uh, these are pointers from this teacher that I've been working with, Utejaniya, the Burmese monk, who um, is putting a lot of emphasis on this um, particular aspect of practice. And so um, what I'll do, I didn't bring them down with me, but I'm going to put them... Uh, where would be a good place to put the papers um, so people get them? You can put them at the front here or on the window ledge by the back. Okay. I'm going to put them on the window ledge um, after this uh, morning session, and so please do pick one up. And um, what I suggest for these is I, what I do, the way that I work with them, is I just sort of keep them by my meditation cushion. And then before I uh, uh, have a meditation session, I might just pick them up and read through them or a few of them and reflect on them and sort of just take them in and get a sense of, of how they, if they resonate or what they mean or how I can work with them in my practice. And just have a kind of, it, you might even call it like a little cheat sheet or something, you know, just having a, a little piece of um, a paper near you to help you reflect on some of these aspects of the practice that I've been talking about this morning and different things that we'll start to explore over the week together. So... Um, Please do feel free to use those papers. Um, um, uh, I encourage you to keep them tucked underneath your mat. And if you do uh, use them, just be sensitive to the uh, sound of the paper because there may be other people who are meditating near you and just being um, sensitive so that's not too disturbing for the others while you're practicing. So um, I make that as an offering for you and hope that it's helpful for you to help focus on some of these points that I've been making this morning. So what I'd like to do is to um, now to guide you into a meditation to help orient a little bit more into these teachings. And, um, and then we'll have a little time for some questions afterwards. So coming into your meditation posture, So begin by sensing 
your body, feeling and sensing your body sitting here now, gently turning your attention inward. If you feel comfortable with your eyes closed, then your eyes can be closed. If you feel more comfortable with them open, then just have them resting gently in front of you. Just a couple of, of feet, so there is a soft focus without really looking at anything in particular, just softly gazing Primarily keeping your attention turned inwardly, sensing, feeling your body here. And begin relaxing. Noticing any areas that you might be tense or holding. See if you can support your body to relax. You might find that taking some deeper breaths helps this relaxation. Relaxing the shoulders. your arms and hands. And noticing the muscles around your face, your eyes and your mouth, your jaw. Relaxing. Smoothing around the area between your eyes. We often hold a lot of tension there. And letting your tongue be loose in your mouth as much as possible, too. We can hold our, our jaw tight and our tongue tight. And as we do that, it can open the throat so that the air flows more easily through the nostrils and down the throat and the lungs. See if you can relax all the way through the core of your body. And relax your mind. And notice whatever it is that you are aware of. 
whatever is most obvious. It may be body sensations. You might be aware of temperature, of heat or coolness, tension, pulsing, pressure, vibration. You might be aware of sounds, both the sound of my voice or the sound of the birds, the sound of silence. You might be aware of a mood. You may feel calm or agitated, peaceful, sleepy. See if you can bring your awareness to whatever is here now. If you feel connected to your experience and you feel present, there's no need to direct your attention anywhere in particular. Just simply notice what's here. If you find it's difficult to connect with your experience, then it can be helpful to notice some obvious experience that you can ground your attention into, like your breath or the sounds, body sensations. Whatever supports you to be present now. Checking by asking, am I aware? What am I aware of? Noticing if there is a way that I'm opening and allowing what is arising, or is there a rejecting or wanting some other kind of experience? Simply to know that.
relax. If you notice that your mind is wandering, you're getting lost in your thinking, when you become aware, simply notice the thoughts that you have woken up to and relax. These moments of awareness are your most successful moments. There's no need to go back and give yourself a hard time for what's happening. From time to time, check the attitude in your mind. Notice if you want your experience to be different than it is. Recognizing this and seeing if you can let go.
So I'd like to take a, a little bit of time, if we need it, for some questions. Anything um, at all from what was said this morning or last night or anything about the practice, anything at all at this point where we are. And each morning at this time, we'll have some time for uh, questions, discussion, uh, whatever wants to arise in the hall. Yes, yes. Hi, John. Hi. <laughs> um, yes. Um, the question was, is it okay to do standing meditation and in the hall? And yes, um, the, the Buddha taught uh, mindfulness in four postures. So there's the sitting, standing, lying down, and walking. And so we want to uh, practice mindfulness in all those postures. So sometimes standing is really the appropriate posture for uh, the way we want to practice mindfulness. And so, yes, it's, it's fine at any time to stand up uh, here in the meditation hall and to use that as a posture for a practice. It's very, it can be very energizing. And particularly when there's pain in the body, sometimes it's just a good way to kind of release that from the sitting pains or um, sleepiness. Sometimes it, it does take more energy to stand up. And so far we haven't had anybody who's actually fallen over uh, in sleep while they're standing. So I don't think you have to really be worried about that. But it's really a really good uh, practice. And um, um, if we should... Um, we can do any pra- practice of standing or walking. In the, yeah, in the uh, afternoon there's a 4.30 standing outside. Okay. Okay. We can say something about that. Yeah. I do it today. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll give some instructions around the standing posture at some point. Maybe four thirty today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anything else? So everything's clear this morning. <laughs> yes. Well, when you. Uh asked us to be uh, to, to focus on or to be aware or to, what was it we were aware of or sensations um, I couldn't help noticing that the thing I was most aware of was the, my thinking mm. uh, that there was a, a persistence and a, a encouragement about my thinking that in a way uh, made it the thing that was utmost uh, it was that was sort of utmost awareness not the sensory experiences. Yes. Uh-huh. I've very aware of that. So how was it when you became aware of your thinking, then what happened? Well, kind of just, kind of just mental thoughts, for one thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, um, and then recognition of the fact that that's what it was. Really. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And did the thoughts continue? Uh, then they abated. Then they abated. So when you became aware, you noticed that they just kind of dissipated. Well, I became aware of the intention uh, for that to be. Ah, so you were aware of the intention for that. Good. Good. 
And what was what was motivating you? What was what was behind the intention? Why let go of the thoughts? Well, I'm aware that or knowledge of the fact that to allow myself to be tangled in the thoughts really is not it's not meditation. Well, okay. <laughs> so there's some wisdom there, right? <laughs> so just to be sitting entangled in thoughts isn't really meditating. Right, so there's the, the knowledge of that, and then what come, what arose was the intention. I don't I don't want to sit here being entangled in my thoughts, and they started to dissipate. Good, good to see that. It's good to see good to see what can arise through the intention as well. Good. <laughs> I mean, without that wisdom of knowing that if you're just sitting there entangled in thoughts, that's not really the meditating mind. And without the intention to um, untangle, what's going to happen? (laughs) Who's going to sit there and be thinking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so so it's good. You can see how there can be some um, uh, uh, engagement in the process in that way. Thank you. See, it's good. It's good, you know. It's otherwise we 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 can we could have this idea that I should not be thinking, and you know, thinking is bad and it's wrong, and you know, all this judgment or you know, all this uh, kind of expectation, you know, which is all extra. I mean, when you when we were having our dialogue just and there wasn't any of that. It was just no. It's not useful. It's not really helpful. It's a very very different approach. It's just it's, so wisdom then is wisdom is guiding. This is what we want. We want we want wisdom to be the one that's leading us, not our fear and expectation and our ideas and concepts. Thank you. Yes. Um, I'm interested in the. Uh How you describe the, the relaxing part of it, it does seem really, really important to me increasingly. Um, but in this sitting, I've, I've got a headache, mm. I think a bit of nausea. Yeah. I had this really strong desire just to lie down. Mm. And, uh, and yet, that, that was a sense of relaxing would be just to collapse and lie down. Mm-hmm. constant dynamic, and this is an extreme case, but the dynamic between relaxing and yet somehow putting in some effort and alertness, there always seems to be like a, you know, Mm -hmm. a really difficult balance. Yes, you know, and again, you know, the only way that you're really going to know what is the appropriate response to your current situation, you know, in this case the headache and some nausea, is for you to really listen, you know, really listen to your body, you know, listen to what it is that you need and and see what is the most helpful, the most wise thing for you at this moment. And see, and then you see, then you've got the whole outer structure. You know, well, I I really feel like the best thing would be for me to lie down, but I'm not. Maybe I'm not supposed to, right? We always have that kind of 
you know, the outer form, which can also be an imposition as well. Not necessarily an imposition. Sometimes it's appropriate, too, to be responding to that. So, so given the current situation and all the conditions that are present, what is the best way for you to respond to that? So again, it's not we want to we want to see if, it, if your 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 response can come from a place that isn't through some idea about what you should do, but rather this a deeper connection with yourself and your experience. Saying what is the most helpful thing? What is the best thing? Because it might be really you know in some cases that you can't really be in the room. It's too much too much stimulation for the headache, the nausea, I actually need to get up and leave and go lie down. Um, That's a kind of extreme, which would be what you would need to do as as you deeply listen. And to make all of that okay, whatever it is that you need to do for yourself, given the situation, and you're responding from a place of real care and wisdom and kindness, then you want to do that. Or maybe you just need to lie down right there, you know? Whatever feels, feels like it, it would work for you, be natural for you. So giving yourself these possibilities, giving yourself these options. So you're not feeling confined. You can either feel confined in the form, or we can feel confined by our own mind. So how do we get out of that confinement? so that we actually realize there are possibilities for us here. So that would be a good question for you as we go, as we go along to ask yourself, what is the kindest and the wisest thing for me to do right now? And as we kind of open up more with our schedule today, that's partly what Catherine and I want you to really be listening in for so that you're not so confined by a schedule or a form, an outer form, but this listening, more and more listening to what is your rhythm, what is your uh, need at any given moment that is, is a response to where you are in your own experience. And so um, after we leave here, um, the first, um, the first uh, minutes after we end, Catherine's going to take some time to give the people who would like to stay some uh, uh, instructions around posture, sitting posture. And then after that, until lunchtime, as uh, Catherine was saying last night, there's a a sort of a skeleton schedule of sitting for a half hour, walking for a half hour, sitting for a half hour, for those who would like to follow that. And there may be some people who feel their (coughs) rhythm is a little bit different this morning, want to sit a bit longer, maybe walk a little bit longer, or maybe you need to lie down for different reasons, and, you know, so that you can find a way to adjust into the, the morning rhythm. So, And as we said, there aren't going to be bells during that time, but you can still follow that schedule if you would like. So, so that's part of what our intention is, is this deep listening. I'm really glad you brought that up. Because this is the response. We want want you to begin to sense into that inner response, to your experience. And everybody's experience is different. Everybody has different mental and physical conditions that are arising at any given time. How are you responding to that? 
within a mindful awareness, wise mindful awareness. So, um, so I'll say a few words about the walking meditation, and um, because we we have this companion practice, as most of you know, we take time for sitting. And then as a way to support the mindfulness, we have the walking form. And so when we're walking, we're finding, generally finding a, a pathway, you know, a place to do some walking practice. And you're sort of walking back and forth, if you'd like, if you'd like to do it that way. But primarily, we're, we're seeing if we can continue, the, uh, uh, continue this mi- the mindful attention to where we are and what's happening, both in the body and in the mind, just in the way that we've been practicing here this morning. There's really not any difference, except here you're sitting and then you're walking. But what, what continues is the quality of awareness. Am I aware? What am I aware of? How? What's, what's happening in the mind? Is there, is there a way that I'm uh, rejecting my experience or not wanting this experience or wanting a different experience? Is there a way my mind is contracted? Or is there a quality of ease and openness and allowing to what's occurring? So we do that as we're doing the walking, the walking meditation. The eyes are, can be open, there's seeing, there's hearing, there's sensing... The, uh, the five senses are awake as you're walking or outside. So really experiencing that quality of aliveness, of, of the life moving through, um, manifesting moment to moment to moment. And we really want to, again, emphasize this relaxation. Notice what's happening in the body. Notice what's happening in the mind. And as much as you can, support that. For yourself, see what it's like. We'll uh, we'll explore that. We're experimenting with this now. Um, really using the body, grounding through the body, feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your your body, whether you're standing, whether you're walking, uh, feeling that connection with the earth as your support. This is has help, helps us get here, to arrive here, to be present. Um, someone asked uh, Sayadaw Utejaniya how he practices walking meditation. And he said, I don't practice walking meditation. I practice awareness while I'm walking. So we're practicing awareness while we're walking. So that more and more everything becomes our meditation. It's not that we're meditating when we're sitting or we're meditating when we're doing walking meditation and then we're sort of not meditating the rest of the time. But this, but this quality or this sense of every moment is an opportunity for us to be present, to be mindful, to be attentive. It doesn't matter what we're doing. So this is what we're wanting to encourage uh, and building this continuity of our mindful awareness. <clears throat> 